Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. You guys, welcome to another episode of Just a Sip. I hope you guys have a big-ass glass of wine because you're about to laugh your ass off. I have one of the funniest actresses, comedians, authors, and scene stealers in Hollywood. Please welcome Michelle Buteau. Hi. I. You know what's so funny? I am a fan. I am a fan. Bitch. What? What? Don't freak me out like that. Do not freak me out like that. Truly, I was really missing Chelsea Handler when she left E, and then I was so happy to see you, Nina. I was just like, look at all this brown titty, black joy content right? into it. Right? And are those dimples? They are. Bitch! <laughs> They're only here for COVID, though, because I gained about 15, 20 pounds. <laughs> it's so crazy because, like, obviously, I think you are the most, and your married Ooh. last name is Vandermost. I know. I sound like a skinny white girl. My like my government name. It's so bananas. Your government name matches your ankles. Yes, girl. Yes. Come on, Wiki Feet. Come through. <laughs> Come that through with those possible. skinny white girl ankles. <laughs> I love that you watch the special, and thank you so much for watching the whole special because I know it's very hard to watch something in its entirety, even though we have time. It's just hard and so i'm just like so thankful that people watch it from beginning to end cheers by the way cheers to you i have a confession to make i didn't watch the special one time i've watched it three times because it's one of those specials where you have to like show people you're like wait you're gonna come over to my house and i want to watch this with you it's just so good i'm so glad you said that because you know, just doing comedy forever, doing comedy before like Taylor Swift was born, even when like Taylor Swift had curly hair, I've been doing comedy that long. And everyone's just like, where's your special? I'm like, I don't know, I'm waiting for it too. When did you start doing comedy and what brought you to that stand-up stage? Oh man, okay, Nopra, God damn it. Well, I originally wanted to be a journalist. I really want to go into like, you know, entertainment reporting because I was like, I love to recap a story and wear a V-neck. Let's go. And so I went to college in Miami and my professor essentially told me in front of the class, because we we're going around saying what our major was. He said I was too fat to be on camera. And like, what? This was, yeah, this was like 1996, 97. And I was raised to not question authority and to respect my elders. And I was like, 
okay, cool. But also I didn't see anyone like me on camera anyway. So I'm like, I guess he's right. And so I went into production and did my thing and was an editor, a supervising editor, field producer. And my coworkers kept telling me, you're so funny. You should do stand-up. And I would go to stand-up comedy shows and not feel seen because I'm like, it's all dudes. They're all 100%. like depressed, talking about smoking weed, trying to get the sucked. I was like, I do not feel seen. I like money in my bank account. I'm happy. <laughs> I don't want to see this world. And so I didn't feel like stand-up was for me, but I was like also so tired of just like producing basic bitches where I was yes. like, God, I'm just giving my shine away for free. And so essentially I was editing 9-11. I was like, oh man, this is horrible. Life is so short. You just show up to work thinking that you're doing a good job. Might as well do something that you've been thinking about. And so I started comedy September 14th, 2001. Wow. You know, it's so crazy because I moved to Los wow. Angeles after going through Katrina and a few other things that happened in 2005, but it was kind of sort of Katrina that pushed me to start living my dreams and not living everybody else's. It's amazing. You know? So much death around you. And um, you're like, well, if the government can't get this together, I might as well. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. And so um, it'll be really interesting to see the careers born out of COVID because people got yes. time on their hands to think and write and create. And, you know, we'll just see what happens because we've already seen what happens in the time of COVID with a race revolution, with an election. So if yes. these positive things can be born out of being home. Right. Yes. By the, way, by the way, my cousin is now working as a diversity coach in New York. He found a way to turn his blackness into a career. I'm not going to yeah. say what company he's working for because I'm going to blow up his mother spot. And he is now working for look, a Fortune 500 company in I, HR. What? This is, look, snap, snap, clap, clap into it. Because now we are realizing, you know, being black is an education for people. They need mm. to understand. And so I'm all about education through love, which is why I love like Laverne Cox and um, Jonathan Van Ness. And, you know, people just yes. sort of making their own alternative lanes. In, I love um, those black women. I just love you know those two I mean? black women. Do you know what I mean? And they're just making blue and red states fall in love with them. Yes. And that's what love can do. The power of being happy, bitch. Don't get it twisted. But you yeah. know what you also have, which I love, is that you have the freckles. <laughs> yes. You have the tickle bitties. Yes. And you're, you're like half, like you're like French Jamaican. And yes. you're like, you're all over the place. So you're like unassuming and you're disarming immediately. Like, I want to I wanna talk to you about everything. Well, thank you so much. I do feel like, why do I turn into Obama at like every fucking dinner? But also it's cool, man, like to talk about colorism and colonialism with people who don't understand. I'm just like, I'm here for it. If you have questions and your intents are good, I'm here for it, you know? But don't come at me and be like, who's white in your family? Because I'm like, who sent you Hitler? Comment down. 100%. Don't come at me right now. I could just hit somebody over the head with a tit and they'd be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> You know, I'm so jealous of women. I <laughs> Do you what like being you a woman? Mean? A little I sparkling rose. Yes. Sparkling rose should be my nickname. Uh, sparkling rose would be a great drag name, but I've already picked, uh, because I'm dyslexic, I've picked Dick Lexia. But um, getting back to it, yes. 
I, <laughs> I love being a woman. Like, let's be honest. I don't have a choice. Like, you know, I feel like I am born in the right body, which is a gift. And yeah. this feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, it's taken me a good while to, you know, navigate the world of, you know, misogyny and the patriarchy and shame. And that's why I have an essay in my book, uh, survival of the tickets called, um, game of hoes, because I was really religious when I was growing up and I wanted to wait till I was like married to have sex. And then both guys cheated on me. And so I was just like, you know what, this is time to like, do me. And thank God I did because I orgasm the first time I had sex. I was like, this is amazing. I feel empowered. Which is um, unheard of. <sighs> Who was this white man? <laughs> I don't know what he was. I think he was like, he was like a Sephardic Justin Timberlake. He had something going on. You better give him a good rating on Angie's list, honey. Cause if you had an orgasm the first time that you went up in there, how old were you? Oof. I want to see like, 18, 19. I was a late bloomer. I was a late bloomer considering I had like a full woman body at 12. But, you know, to be honest, good for him. But it was really about me because I allowed myself to do whatever the fuck I need to do in his Honda Accord in the parking lot of the Cherry Hill Mall. <laughs> Not a Honda Accord, a four-door? Oh, no, bitch. Come on. No. You know that was leased? It was a two-door. That was the mother car back in the cut like if you had a two-door cord or if you had a honda prelude you were yes. the i know trust me trust you were everything but it's so crazy <laughs> because you said something about feeling good in your body and you know i grew up around big boned women big thick women yes. my whole life yes. and i didn't know about the skinny life until i moved to motherfucking la how hard was it for you to accept your womanhood as it is well, to be honest, like the minute my professor told me in the 90s, like some sort of scene out of a Spike Lee movie that I was too fat to be on camera, I was like, fair enough, because he's probably right. I've actually have done freelance jobs where I've done uh, movie junkets and um, didn't really know how to dress myself, had a, you know, a dress on with all buttons and would sit down in those director's chairs, which are like horrible and like the buttons would be popping and I would get cut from the package and they're like you're really funny you could write it but not so much on camera and so it took a good while and I think what really served me was like the first you know 10 years or whatever working in the tv business I was just like I don't deserve to be on camera and then when I realized I should be on camera I was yeah. like no one can tell me <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, it doesn't matter how you get God. there, the back way or the front way, as long as you get there. By the way, if you don't put a fucking billboard of your stand-up <laughs> special outside of that motherfucker's house on Highway 95 in Miami, <sighs> so he can pass by and see your big titty ass every motherfucking time he drives to work, you're not doing yourself a service. To be honest, he is just one person out of a whole umbrella of people that just think this behavior is acceptable. It's more about, you know, for me at least, dismantling um, the behavior and the notion as opposed to the person. But we all should have like that professor that motivates us. I don't really get mad at people. Yeah. What I get mad at is when people, and it, it's, it happens too often where people spread the wrong information. And I'm like, where the f did you get that from a crayon box? It's funny, people want to feel educated and 
emboldened, right? But it's like, we also have to check ourselves because social media is not where we should always get our facts. And for me, especially being married to a European, just listening to other outlets that aren't American is wild. And we do have access to it. So please try it if you get a chance. Because, you know, it isn't about, you know, leaning toward one side. It isn't about infusing religion into your um, beliefs. It's just about the straight up facts. And that's what happens when you go to a country that is older than yours. It's like, ooh, been there, done that. They started the racist. Now they over it. Sorry about Amsterdam. it. What's my bad? You know what's so funny? I was so tired doing that special that I up that word, Amsterdam. I said Amsterdam. I said, oh, that's a great way to say it. And so I just kept saying it. What's your husband's name? Heis? Heis. Heis must think America for the last 10 months was like a meth den. He must have been like, get both those two biracial children and we're getting the out. We actually applied for dual citizenship for them because he is not a citizen. He just has a green card so he can go back whenever. And I thought it was crazy that he was like, I don't want to be a citizen. I said, why not? I'm here. He's like, I don't like he almost had a fruition. Basically, you know, real estate that we can't afford is our porn online. And yes. so we were just looking at stuff we couldn't afford and answer it. Because they're like, we don't know what the is going to happen. A windmill. Two-bedroom windmill. <laughs> Next to Yolanda Hadid's. Is that your clog or you happen to see me? <laughs> yes, Yolanda. Let's go be an Oma together, honey. Yes. And let's just get Gigi and Bella to come over and kick it. Yes, but let's not forget about Anwar. Uh, oh, Anwar's doing just fine, bitch, with Dua Lipa. <laughs> I literally watched your special. I'm telling everybody I'm going to drop this special about 25,000 times in this damn Love podcast. It. Love. But I watched your special, and the one thing that I like, I was dying over was that you talk about dicks in front of your mama. Yeah, she is who she is. She, but she was like sitting there like, if this bitch is going to go about these motherfucking dicks right now. So many things to say about that. First of all, my mom is conservative. She's a quiet, biracial, Jamaican Catholic woman. And so growing up where she would like straighten my hair and cover my freckles to take me to church and be like, don't laugh so loud. Don't stick your chest out. I'm like, I'm standing up straight. It's wild because now, you know, for her to be like, I came to America so you could be you. I'm like, I like do You know what I mean? So it's like very wild, but I felt like stand-up was always like a safe place for me where it would never get out. It was like my secret, you know what I mean? My secret time for ownership. And you know, Wanda Sykes and Paige Hurwitz, um, Pusha Productions, who produce a special, amazing women, have done Last Comic Standing, mm -hmm. Tiffany Haddish's uh, special, um, They Ready, Fortune Feemsters. Like they know uh, female empowerment slash stand-up comedy, like next level. Yeah. They did not want me to have that sucking joke in there. And I said, you guys, since the beginning of Toyn, I have always been about people accepting each other's bodies and um, especially for me, second that when, especially when you're married, I'm just, I've never thought I'd spend so much time in someone's crotch. I'm just there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a doctor, but I am there. I see his crotch more than like my family. And so I'm just like, we got to keep this joke. And, and Paige, to her credit, was like, if we keep this joke, I'm going to do a pan to your mom. I said, okay, do it. 
And so when I saw it, I was like, this totally f-ing encapsulates like all the f-ing things. I was like, yes, bitch, this is what it is. Because she's silently happy, my mom. You know what I mean? I'm a good person. And you make money now. You can, can you like, you're taking care of yourself. Yes. And I told her, if you let me do what I want to do, like when I was in high school, like take an acting class or be in a play, bitch, we could have been like flying private right now. <laughs> so go in that line, not even TSA approved. And take your shoes off in that next bin. That's what happens when you don't believe in your children. Meanwhile, you're like, because I started late, I had to borrow this motherfucking romper and this motherfucking shoes. I mean, take it back. I'm so sorry <laughs> for smell. But are you like me? Because I am the type of person who will talk about that whole life. But when it comes down to it, like, I can't bite the bullet on it. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to be a hoe right now. But I just, I can't. Oh, no, I was a hoe. I mean, I have a whole thing called Game of Hoes. And originally, it was called um, Bad Dick Good Times. But it really took me a while to get there. You know, like, I was in very serious relationships, got super hurt. And then I'm like, it. I was like... I was like one of the co-hosts on the reel. I'm like, this is my time, 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 time. You know what I mean? I was doing Lonnie. I was doing Adrian. I like to say I was like Julia Roberts in Runaway Bride. I had to like, you know, cook all the eggs to see how I liked it. You were tasting everything yes. and giving critiques. Yes. And I was like, please pack your dick and go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God. You were Tyra Banks. You were like the picture here. The dick I know. Pick here. I like you are still in the running to becoming America's next top dick. <laughs> I mean, and I and you know the whole thing too is like just taking the shame out of it, man. Like if you want something, if you don't want something, if you want to celebrate your body, it's not about like going out and like being sexual. It's about celebrating your body for sure. I always tell my girlfriends in college because I was like, okay, you guys, like. You got to treat your vagina like it's your sister. Like, would you yes. just hand your sister to this dude? But if you do want to hand your sister to this dude, like, it's cool. Like, let's talk about it in a small group that we trust. Yes. Yeah, circle of trust. Like, you know. My friend, um, a very funny comedian, Becky Viduccio, you know, has three kids. And she tells her two older daughters to treat their vagina like their iPhone. That's actually, because you wouldn't drop it. You wouldn't leave no, it wouldn't just anywhere. What's your protection plan? That is a, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to use that for my daughters. I'm going to use that for my future daughters. And you know what else we have in common? We have a few things in common. Oh my God. The one thing that we have in common before I get to the other thing we have in common is that you will, you're willing to fly 3,000 miles for a booty call. I love that about you. You met That's your true. man in a f-ing nightclub and then you chatted online and then you flew 3,000 miles to see his ass. Were you f-ing afraid one night stands are tricky right because Very. yeah you watch enough like law and order and you're like i'm gonna die i'm gonna be the dead dominican hooker at the uh start of this episode uh, in answer in we met in brooklyn though but yeah man i'm very decisive which is good you know like yes. if i'm getting into something i know it's bad like i don't need friends to tell me it's bad i know it's bad if I'm getting into something that's good, I'm like, uh, you know, it never worked. Like either I like them more, or they like me more. But this was like such a weird feeling where I'm like, I don't know how to describe this. I can't put a like a label on it. I just know that I want to keep seeing him. So you got, you tasted it and you were like, this is good. Yeah, but I thought I'd never see him again. And then he texted me a couple days later. and was like, I got home safe. I was like, boy, I don't even know how to say your name. Good for you. And then he texted me again. And he was just like, how are you doing? I said, I'm great. 
Then he emailed me. I said, why is he being so crazy? He emailed me a picture of um, us that he took in bed, like right after. And my boob was sticking out. And the subject was, put this on your website. And I said, LOL, my boob's sticking out, so I can't put it on my website. And so he Photoshopped my boob out and put a mustache on me. And he's like, how about now? And I was like, I'm interested. Yes, weird man. Yes, it's. It's the little things. It's uh, the weird personal things. Obviously, everyone's different. But even when we, like, you know, jumped into the whole long distance of it all, he still knew how to date me. You know, I would wake up every morning and he'd send me an email when I would wake up. And the subject was song of the day. And he would just have, like, some weird song that, you know, reminded me of him. Like, Roy Ayers, like, bring us back together. Or, like, the Spice Girl. Like, it was just so weird. And it was like the mixtape, but like a deconstructed mixtape. And then even when we would do like the travel of it all, he would make sure that one of us had Wi-Fi who was ever on the plane and we'd text and we'd pick a movie and watch it together at the same time and text about the movie. So I think it's really important to be thoughtful. You know, if you're with someone, why take them for granted? Don't. You can make a moment, even if you have no money, we were broke artists at the time. I mean... I was telling jokes in ripped jeans and he had foreskin and was a photographer. He's still yes! That'll get you far though. That'll get you far. We already know I like more presents under the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know that you were going to marry this motherfucker? I knew after the first time I visited him that I loved him and yeah. I wanted him to love me. And so when I was leaving, I was like, do you think you love me? And he's like, I definitely have feelings of love towards you. I was like, that's not good enough. Do you love me? And he's like, well, we have to work towards that. I said, work towards what? I just used all my miles to come to Anthony. I said, no. And essentially, um, I forced him to say, I love you. So you're crazy. Yes. Damn, bitch. He was not ready. No. It's a lot. A Haitian Jamaican that's a Leo, look, just Google. But wait, but wait, when did you, because your husband is as white as they come. He is. However, there is an old black man stuck in his body because he um, wanted to take lessons at 10 to learn how to play the guitar like B.B. King in Holland. You know what I mean? So he's got the flavor. He got the flavor. Like he can quote all the deep deep prince and he can cook but what was it like bringing your dutch ass husband to meet the haitian jamaican side of your family dope i mean like my mom is half white her dad was from france so you know everybody in the caribbean understands mixed tings and tings and tings guan right so like it was great yeah oh yeah my dad speaks eight languages, but he doesn't speak dutch so he was like intrigued he was like you know something i don't i said for once everybody has an accent at the dinner table it feels like the United Nations over like roasted chicken Cray. <laughs> oh my god I your kids are probably going to have the best time growing up you're going to be that mom did you always want to be a mom I always want to be a mom I want to be a boss and a mom before I ever want to be a wife like I didn't even like think about having a partner I was like, no, I'm going to have like that Josephine Baker, that Angelina Jolie. I'm going to have a career. I'm going to have yeah. some kids. 
So yeah. it's so nice. I found a good person through a one night stand. So that's why I'm just like, open your mind, open your heart, open your legs. But how old were you when you opened your mind, open your heart, open your legs? Well, I started doing the research at 24. And when did you finally get your PhD? At 30. <laughs> That's not a bad run, a six-year run. That's not bad. That's the same as a real PhD. <laughs> it's the bomb. I'm still hoeing at 33. I got my, my knee is out. That's okay. I got TMJ. That's a, so do I. Just get some fish oil. <laughs> some massages specialize in that. <laughs> oh my God, I need a Dutch man in my life. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Honestly, your book, you talk about everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, and something that you touch on that we don't really talk about in the Black community very often is surrogacy. Yeah, that's like apparently a rich people's thing. And um, it's not. You know, I realize going down this alternative family planning route, I have become close with cancer survivors and um, gay couples and people just in a situation who just want to be a parent and have a family by any means. And so, yeah, it's bananas, especially being Caribbean. You know, you think you're going to get pregnant just like going to a dance hall, but it happens with your body. And, you know, I'm just thankful that I, you know, had the means and parents to help me, but everyone doesn't. And that's just like, it's such a bull. Right? This is my thing because I think women plan a lot. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to be married by this time. I'm going to have a baby by this time. Yeah. What's it like, like coming to, and you don't have to share this because I will never know the experience, but coming to the realization that something that you always thought you would do, like carry a child, is not in your car. It's like, what is that mind? Like, what's that process? There's a lot of different hurdles. You know, there's a lot of different moments. Like the moment you realize that you need IVF, you're like, wrap your mind around that. Wrap your mind around the expense and what it does to your body. And then you go through it. You're like, not so bad. And then you cry for no reason in the middle of scenes on set. And you tell your husband you want a divorce after he's just made a sandwich and left crumbs on the countertop. You're like, oh, I think it's the hormones. And then you see yourself on screen and you have like seven chins. You're like, who the f- is that? You know, you go through like a miscarriage and you think you like are an open person. You could talk to people. You can't. That's another hurdle. There's all these like different hurdles. And then like once you finally get to where you're going, it's like, I've never been the type of person to give up. But wow, when life is just like, no, no. I had really good friends in my corner who were just like, good things can happen. Happy endings can happen. Like just keep doing you. So, but I will say like comedy saved me, man. It saved me in the beginning when I was, when I started comedy, because I feel like not only did I find my voice as a artist, but I found my voice as a strong black woman to say, this is wrong. And this is right. There's no shame in saying that I like this, that I am sexual, that I actually like being a size 18, that I don't have to be on your juice diet. 
all f-ing day. Like I'm hungry. I enjoy food. I like cooking. Yeah, Don't shame yeah. a bitch. And, and you know, going through IVF and surrogacy and then doing stand up, it also saved me because I had something to look forward to. I, you know, yeah. got to be on stage and make funny haha. I'm sure you feel the same way too doing your show. It's like no matter what's going on in the world, at least you can go and have a kiki with your friends. Well, you know, I always like thought that my show was not as important. I just always felt like for me, it was a fun experience and it was a masterclass on what I was learning to do, but it was also fun and great. And then when the pandemic hit, it became like, oh my God, I went from a janitor at the hospital to the chief neurosurgeon because people are like, I'm watching because I need to laugh for an hour and I need not to think about what's going on in life. So all of a sudden my job became like the most important thing in the world. And it's crazy because to be able to like get on that set and just release yourself for an hour and not think about being single and being lonely and being a dad and being, you know, a black gay man in a white man's America. It's great. It really is great. What you provide is representation that is so important where people can see themselves and not only see themselves, you know, the higher ups realize that, yeah, we're lucrative, man. You know, you can still make money. People love us. People love you. And that's, that's really dope too. You know, like you were inspired by people, but you are also inspiring people as, as someone who has lived in LA and it is, amazing that you are doing what you do and people get to see you yes thank you i don't take it lightly it's pretty dope you know it's so crazy because i know my lane i'm very honest about my lane i'm not afraid to say where my limits are but i got a call to do this movie marry me and i didn't know that you were in the movie because the day i shot my scenes you weren't in my scenes Right, right, right. That's insane. That's insane. That's so crazy. But that's scary. Being on a movie set and having a, it's so scary. Yeah, but you're on live TV. Like (laughs) live TV is easy compared to that. Look. Compared to like getting on set, having to say your lines, and like knowing that like you have to hit a mark, and then if you up, (laughs) Jennifer Lopez has to start over. Look, Jen is a f***ing um, badass perfectionist athlete, and I don't understand how she does it. She would know my line, yeah. everyone else's line, and because I'm dyslexic, I just, like, memorize things in a different way. And so there's a lot of times that I would, like, f*** out my mark or whatever, and she's like, no, baby, it's that. I'm like, okay. And, you know, when you have that dancer um, part of your brain that you, yeah. use, you can memorize, memorize quite quickly, but... You do the same thing. I mean, award shows, um, the carpets, the live TV of it all. You have things that you have to say. There's a mark. You have an opinion. You have a thought. You do it. Boom, 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 pow. The funny part about it is I can sit and talk about things all day. I can throw my mother on the bus. I don't really like that. No one's <laughs> safe with me. Okay, I'm an equal opportunity shamer. So I'm like, whatever, on live TV. When it comes to writing a book, I think it's so black and white and it's so permanent. Don't you feel like writing, you know, Survival of the Thickest, it's like permanent and like your kids are going to read it. It was bananas. I mean, I think that's why it took me so long to figure out how to um, shape it because, you know, at a dinner party telling a story, 
one thing storytelling show another thing stand up whatever even acting whatever but to put it in print it's so finite and it doesn't come across the same way and so you really have to you know pick and choose places where you need to give information um flesh out what's happening make it funny i was the first draft i was like am i an asshole i'm just a hoe that's an asshole I had to go back. I'm just like, no, girl, you've been through some stuff. But the most important thing for me, and I tell my friends this all the time, and I really had to take my own advice, was like, don't worry about making it perfect. Just get it done. You can always edit and shape, but just do it. I mean, do you want to write a book one day? I wrote one. I wrote one. Oh, my God. Manuscript to Warner Brothers. We're now pitching the TV show now because we're going to try to do the TV show before the book. I'm losing my tired mind that is amazing but this is the problem i have one parent left and i think a lot of my truth yeah may not be as you know sweet as one might hope so i have to be really careful that my one parent that i do have left is ready to hear and read my truth so i'm just I'm going with the motions and I'm going to wait for that right time yeah. where she is ready. And I just, it, it's just a little bit different for me. I, I get that. I, I understand. I really had to do a lot of editing to make sure that it comes across that I love my parents and that I did grow up. Yeah. Happy, but these are things that affected me and that, you know, I learned through um, over time and then also through therapy that my parents are really just a man and a woman trying to do the best they can and get through the f-ing day, you know? So good luck. And by the way, I bet you all the sh- that you used to say, like, when I'm a parent, I am not going to do that. I bet you do all that. Sh- I mean, and then some, cause people were like, are you still cursing? I was like, okay. yeah. and I'm at this point, I'm just like, look, if they use a curse word properly, then, I'm proud. I did my job. Then I did my job. I'm good. If they yeah. can open a bottle of wine at 10, we Gucci. Look, between your book, your dimples, all of it, I really hope you have really good sex today. That's just uh, amazing. And that's all we could ever wish for in a fucking day is a good ass orgasm and a nice meal. Let me ask you this one question because my my other boyfriend is audible. Yeah. I've been listening to some audible like no one's business are you doing the book are you are you storytelling i did it i did it i did it although you know full disclosure i really want people to go and pre-order the book survival of the thickest out december 8th for any christmas hanukkah kwanzaa non-denominational bullshit you got going on i'm here to celebrate with you and stuff your stocking start that rumor but i did do an audiobook and I for real just realized how limited my vocabulary was. And I'm just like, thesaurus? What's this word? <laughs> Completely forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait for you to be back in New York so we can kick I it. No, me too. I know. Just kidding. Yeah, okay, go, so you were a real housewife. What would be your log line? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh my God. I think mine would be, I'm not always petty, but when you pull the lever, I'm ready. (laughs) What is yours? Do you have one? 
Of course. You know, I thought about it. She's thought about it. So the only time I make it rain is in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought about it. Wait, if you could join any city, which city would you join? I couldn't do Atlanta because I can't wear fake eyelashes that long and I'm not good at fighting. I can read like when I'm in the mood, but I can't read all the time. And those bitches like go to a fucking library like on RuPaul's Drag Race. They are doing it. But I like that they eat on camera. Like I know, like Beverly Hills, they never eat. Oh my like, God. I feel like in Atlanta, like you get all this, because part of the part of the je ne sais quoi of being a real housewife is you get to go to all these restaurants and order whatever you want. And not pay for it, even though you're rich. It's still it's nice to get free. And Atlanta girls be like, oh, no, I don't, I don't know yeah. what she did when she hit her. Like, literally be eaten halfway through. Maybe. I think I'm between Jersey and Potomac. Potomac? Potomac. 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 I like Jersey, though. I'm into Jersey. Yeah. I mean, I'm into Jersey too. And I understand the mindset of Jersey where it's very Don Corleone. Like you disrespected me in my Prosecco line party and yes. they like, you know, flip tables and like never hear the end of it. So because I grew up in Jersey, I'm like, I get it. I will say though, if I could go on below deck and just get up for a weekend on that boat. I would go on below deck and get so drunk I would fall asleep on the toilet and miss all my three course meals, maybe 18 course meals. Yeah. I would love someone to throw me a fucking party. I'm just like, I just want to see green and see all these assholes bring out green shells like a fucking dick. I love it. Plus, no one wears shoes. I'm just like, really? Not even flip flops or a sock? Yuck. No, not even flip flops. I know. I'm just like, look at these sports. No one's got a wedgie. Everybody's just out tucking their shirts in. Wild. <laughs> I'm gonna cut, I'm cutting your ass off right there. We are getting the notification that you have no more time because you are one busy bitch. Oh my god. December goodness. 8th. Yes. Survival of the thickest. Part of that damn book right now. I can't wait to get my copy. Michelle, I fing love you. Bitch, I love you more. You guys, thanks for listening and do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter and be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity. 